Welcome to Training Room Talk, where we discuss all things performance, rehab, and education. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Training Room Talk. This is Dr. John Herding. I'm here with Dr. Nick Pergini and Rob Rubina today. Unfortunately, Ray's out sick, but we had to get one in. So um, what we're going to talk about today is how to be a student observer. And we're actually in show prep a little bit. We were arguing who's going to start with this because I'm afraid Rob's just going to steal all of my thunder. Mm -hmm. Um, But here he goes, Rob. You won that, so give me your thoughts on being a student observer and what you're looking for out of students as they come in to observe you in the weight room. So I think as a student, you have to understand, like, like you have to understand the mindset of like, why are you coming in, volunteering your time to watch someone work out and watch someone train, right? So you have to have objectives and goals coming in and questions coming in and and be prepared for what you're coming into if you just come in and watch chalk fly through the gym and watch what's on tv and are just kind of you know glaring in the space and not actually seeing what's going on um then you're just missing the boat um so i I think one coming in with questions to ask the coach as to what they're doing why they're doing how they're doing it um, I think it's definitely a, a thing that, sh- that, that should happen. And as a young student, you should have lots of questions. If you're coming in to observe and don't ask questions, then why you're coming in to observe? Um, you know, I, I don't know if I even like the word observation. I think that's kind of silly. Like, you should like, be involved. And like, I'm not saying like, coach athletes, but at the same time, like, don't, just, like, don't just stand there and watch. Like, you know, hey, go up to people, talk to people, you know, depending on your cult, your, your, your gym's culture, like, you know, I'm all for that. That's fine. Um, but the biggest thing for me is just, is don't just like, don't just stand there and watch. Like, I think that's, that's the biggest thing for me. Like, kids just come in and don't know what to expect. Like, you have to know what to expect. Come in prepared. Think of it almost as like a job interview to me. Right? Yeah, like be an active learner. Yeah, and like you're not going to come into a job interview unprepared, not have any questions. It's the same thing, you know, you never know. That gym could be hiring in a month or two and they really liked your conversation because you were prepared and asked good questions and wanted to learn. Yeah. You never know. So, uh, you know, as a student, um, it's a way for you to network and get to meet people. And um, most gym owners, most strength coaches that I know are very open to having people in. My door is always open for whoever wants to come in and watch, learn, ask questions, quote unquote observe um, so I think that's my biggest pet peeve is just kids you know I've had PT students come up and watch and you know they're used to maybe one on one PT patient interaction and maybe my semi private training might be too much there may be too much going on where they don't know what to do or who to watch or what to say you know they're not maybe not used to the strength and conditioning setting so again just like being prepared for the setting that you're going into like if you're going into a CrossFit Nick like you're going to be a lot there's going to be a lot of people there so you have to be prepared for the group setting be prepared for the semi-private setting be prepared for the baseball culture the crossfit culture whatever gym you're going to be walking into um be prepared ask questions learn something definitely 
Yeah, so I, I think, like Rob said, this is your first foray into networking and putting your um, best foot forward. So we, as a clinic at the training room, has have had student observers from middle school, high school, college, and um, graduate programs, including PT. Um, we even bring in professionals. Like we'll have chiropractors and other PTs come in to observe. Like just like Rob, we have an open door policy. And if you're a PT or a student that wants to come in, talk shop, see how we do things, like we don't hold anything back, and we'll we'll have active discussions, and you can see how we treat. And um, for me, sometimes it's a learning experience as much as for the people coming in. Um, but that being said, too, like um, we, as if you're listening to this as a gym owner or a clinic owner, set expectations first, because we, um, there's been times when I definitely haven't done that. And people have showed up in t-shirts and shorts, like workout shorts. Um, you know, to me, I would have never even thought, like I was showing up in a overdress to my clinical, like when I was observing, I was like shirt and tie and khakis. And I'd let the person tell me to under like, Mm -hmm. Hey, you, you don't have to wear that next time. Like wear this, right? right? Like I want to like, I've showed up to job interviews where I did that and they're like, why'd you show up like that? And I'm like, well, because it's a job interview. Right. Like, um, but anyway, so the first thing is like, you're putting, you want to put your best face forward. Cause like jo- Rob said, like this could be the start of something really good. If you're looking for a job or you're looking for, um, recommendations to get into college or, uh, for a job or grad school. So, so first things first, like when you're initiate contact with a phone call, if you're shooting an email, um, that's probably the two appropriate ways to initiate contact with somebody you want to observe. I wouldn't text or DM them on Instagram or Facebook. I agree. Um, if you have to reach out to them through Instagram and say, Hey Rob, can I get your phone number or can I get your email so that I can come in and observe? That would be appropriate. I would think, but just sending it, you know, sliding in on Rob's DM to say, Hey Rob, I want to come observe. <laughs> Probably not yeah. the most professional thing it's to not do. Very professional. Have you ever had that happen, Rob? No. Yeah. No. Um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, going from there, then too. But then make sure um, you know what you should wear. Like, dress appropriate yeah. for the setting. Like in Rob's gym. Like, I don't know, Rob. How do you like people to show up? Do you want them in khakis and a shirt, or do you want yeah, them? I think that I think they might stick out like a sore thumb if they show up like that, John. Yeah. yeah. Um, gym attire. Is appropriate for me. Nice gym attire. You're yep. not wearing stuff that you right, work yeah. out in. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, T-shirt, shorts, maybe workout shirt is fine. Yeah, and you're not wearing a, a tank top, cut-off sleeve, custom, yeah, long, open neck, right? And then, and then, and then Muscle shirt. a few of them. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, uh, appropriate attire is huge. Um, I, I agree, John. I think it's, um, it's just part of the process. Again, you know, having um, – like as much as we're open to helping helping students and professionals, um, once you step into our setting, you also become a representative of our business, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So if someone, if you introduce, um, you know, if I'm introducing a student to someone and I say, hey, this is Rob from Widener, um, do you mind if they observe? And I'm introducing you in a t-shirt and workout shorts, like that, that's not a great look for the business, no. right? Um, but then that being said, too, like be an active participant, question why we're doing things, ask why we're doing things, introduce right. you. If, if sometimes we're busy and we don't take the step forward to introduce you to a patient, feel free often to introduce yourself because mm-hmm. it might could get awkward if you're just standing there watching right. someone. I agree with right? that. Um, so be an active participant in the learning process. Um, 
you know, so basically what I'm looking for as a student is um, good communication up front, dress the part, and then be interactive in the, in the, in the setting. Like get something out of it. The goal isn't for you to just show up passively and accumulate hours for whatever application you need, right. right? Being an active participant in the learning, and I think that's where people get the most out of it. Awesome. Yeah, I mean that that covers a lot of it. You know, I know uh, as an as a new grad, I was just you know a few months ago in in the situation where you know I'm I'm reaching out to places uh, and and shadowing and observing. You know, I I was a student here at the at the training room and. You know, had to go through that experience of you know, learning, learning about the culture of you know working upstairs with Rob and, and being in the strength conditioning facility, and and obviously working under John here as a student, um, and then other several other places, um, whether it be strength and conditioning gyms, CrossFit gyms, PT clinics, and all of these things uh, still ring true. You know, one of the one of the tips I, I liked is make sure you do your research, and, and both of you guys mentioned that, and you know whether that even be checking out Google reviews or or kind of really understanding what the person um, does that you're that you're going to see to have a true understanding of what you're about to step into, and if you do feel like maybe you're confused about that, this is a great time to uh, address that in an email to the person that you're going to be shadowing, or ask for a chance to catch up on on a phone call prior to going in, so you're ready for uh, for that experience. Um, the the second thing again is that active uh, participation piece. And what I'll say is some of my uh, most important learning experiences um, here, you know, when I was a student and also in, in, in other locations, was having the ability to listen in on a conversation uh, with the clinician or coach and their athlete or patient. So some of, some of the biggest takeaways for me, just understanding you know, the, the select word choice, the tone, um, how to explain certain things, or even even just asking how you how your, your day was. So again, listening and and really trying to put yourself into that coach's or PT's shoes um, is probably the most important thing I've gotten out of shadowing is how to talk to people and how to and how to build those relationships and build that rapport, therapeutic alliance, whatever you whatever you want to um, whatever you want to call it. But uh, again, it, uh, I think a lot of it is the valuable to see the hands-on work. But again, understanding how to uh, build those relationships and, and talk to your to your people is something that I've taken away um, from a lot of the places that, that I've been. Uh, I guess one one last thing, and in, in that you know we may not always think about as student observers is you know is reflecting on your on your time at a location. Um, and that can be a good thing and it could be a bad thing. And so, and so what I mean by that is anytime you go somewhere, first of all, you should always be sending that person uh, an email or a call thanking them for their, for their time because a lot of times it does take uh, a, a chunk of time out of that person's day. But you should be analyzing what are the things that you liked about that experience or what are the things that maybe you disliked about that experience. Because a lot, because I think a lot can be taken away from uh, some of the things that you did not necessarily, you know, agree with, and and that could be a chance for you to for you to you know maybe change your mind or you know cement your ideas. So uh, I would encourage you to to reflect on all of those experiences as a student observer. 
I agree with you, Nick, and, and it does go a long way. Like when I get a follow-up email or thank you, just thank you for allowing me to come come observe um, because it does take some time away. It takes some time away from the patients a little bit when we're t- having a discussion with you. It, it takes some time out of us maybe catching up on paperwork or something, you know, so there is, there is a little bit of effort, and we like to feel appreciated for, you know, allowing a, a student to come in. Um, so that's, you know, that's definitely something. There's there's a little bit of a lost art of the thank you note, I think, and it does go a long way. And, and when I get those, you automatically take a step up, yeah, like absolutely. in my recommendations and referrals. Um, a couple of the basics, and, and I think this just comes down to the basics, guys, like leave your phone in the car. Like don't, um, don't be on your phone when you're observing and be on time as well. So if you're looking at, you know, be it, for me, it's be on time, leave your phone in the car, dress the part, and be interactive, right? And then follow up with the thank you note. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. You know, hearing Nick talk, um, you know, it was kind of uh, bringing back some memories for when I was interning and, and doing a lot of shadowing when I was in school. Um, and I think, you know, one kind of regret that I would, that I would, that, that, that I have is um, as a student, like, don't be afraid to seek out other areas of the business that you're observing as well. So what I mean by that is, let's assuming you're going to a college to observe one team, right? Um, you know, there might be a different strength coach that's working with a different team, two minute walk from the gym that you're in. You know, so you can easily just again spark a conversation with the coach. Hey, where does the basketball team work out? Can I, is there any opportunities to go shadow that coach as well in that team? You know, um, or are you working in more of a um, commercial gym or more of a private gym. Hey, um, can I go shadow the the back end, you know, desk person, and see how more of the business side of, of this is is run, or more of the front desk side of it is run. Um, not just working on coaching a deadlift and squatting and watching programming and assessments and things like all the sexy stuff that you want to learn, but you know, missing the boat on a lot of the stuff that um, that's important. You know, if you don't know how to run a business or you don't know how to train maybe a different team that you haven't really seen before or, you know, so maybe in our facility it's, hey, I have interns all the time, but they don't spend a minute downstairs doing, hanging out with physical therapists and vice versa. There's you guys get a ton of volunteers coming in and observing, but maybe one or two come up to hang out for a couple hours. You know, so I think I think that's important. Like recognize there's other areas of, not only your, your business or the area that you want to learn a lot about um, and recognize, hey, there's stuff that's going on around it that like you're just missing the boat on and that you don't want to miss the boat on. <laughs> so I think that shows extreme initiative too, right? Like if you're going to be seeking out those opportunities that aren't just right in front of your face that are associated with wherever you're at, again, that's a, I think that's a really good, uh, you know, a really mm-hmm. good tell of what kind of person you are. Yeah. You know, it's like maybe in the baseball world, it's, you know, you're a strength conditioning coach. You know, hey, go watch a pitching coach work with one of their pitchers. You get a lot of value out of that 15, 20 minutes, half hour training session that they're doing, working on whatever they're working on. You know, you might pick up something that's going to help you coach that person in the gym. You know, vice versa. If they're doing their therapy session, go watch that same person go through a training session. You know, this is all part of the observation you're there to observe a person go through physical therapy, but recognize there's other aspects of what they go through to you know, be successful. I think um, 
observation experiences can be some of the most valuable learning experiences out there. Um, you can learn all of the didactic information and theory in the classroom, no matter what level you are, even if you're already a treating clinician or, or strength coach. Um, but to see how people apply it, to see how they may apply it differently than you do, ask questions and delve into their thought process. Um, for me, a couple hours observing um, in a setting is going to be a lot more valuable if you do it the right way than a couple hours of lecture in a classroom. Because you'll, you, you do have to understand the theory and the basis for some of the stuff. But you might sit in a class, a lecture of learning theory, and then you might get up to observe Rob. And Rob's like, yeah, it just doesn't work that way in training, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, so I think you have to look at these experiences as, as being more valuable sometimes because you're seeing the application of what you're learning in school. Um, and they're huge opportunities when you get with the right person that's willing to kind of um, let you observe and then be active in your observation with you. I think these are huge opportunities that um, people sometimes take for granted. Yeah, I think that's a great point, John. Being, you know, just being, because school you learn the why and the science. You don't learn the how. You know, what do you actually do? How do you get it on pen and paper and how do you communicate with people? You don't learn that in school. No. You learn that in your observation, in your internships, in your first job. Um, so, you know, the more observing you can do um, the more application you're going to learn and that's how you become a good coach is watch other good coaches coach well I think that like Rob you still seek out professionals to observe and absolutely um, and we do as well like I think again like being able to observe and talk shop like it's not just an undergrad thing because I need to accumulate no. 160 no. hours for a grad school application no. like it should be part of your lifelong learning process um to seek out individuals that you look up to or that may be doing, be doing things a little bit differently yep. and, and reaching out to them in the appropriate ways to try to establish relationships, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's a pillar of just having that growth mindset is that you're never going to stop learning, right? And there's always going to be someone who, who does something better than you and that there's always something to take away from them um, no and matter if, what age. And if you're a professional, it's a lot cheaper than spending, you know, a weekend away at, at a Con, Con Ed, Ed course, course that yeah. at this point yeah. you might take a, a couple facts out of right yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and you know again I think to me like I've had some bad people come up and observe like yeah. bad and I'm just blown away it's common sense sometimes right I'm blown away by how bad some students and professionals observe it's just it's poor it's really poor and the biggest thing that I'm blown away by is the lack of questions I don't know if they're scared I don't know, guys. Am I intimidating? Maybe I'm intimidating. They don't ask questions. And I get. I don't know what it is. Like I get it sometimes. Maybe if it's like your first time or two, like you might be intimidated by the setting. But you should open up and start to be like if you're an introvert and you're up in a setting where there's a lot of people around and loud music, and yeah. it might take you a, a session or two to kind of get into it. But you got to get into it at some point, right? I don't know. Maybe I got to shave my beard. Maybe it's the beard. I don't know. Keep the beard. Keep the beard. Keep the, it's it's probably the necklace hanging out. <laughs> yeah, uh, awesome. yeah. yeah. Maybe it's the arms. Too many biceps. I, mean, I do a lot curls. of curls. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I think just ask questions and ask good questions. That's that's pretty much why you're there. You're there to learn. And how do you learn? You learn by asking questions. 
Yeah, and with that, even if you like sit down before you come in and you're like, all right, I learned this in class, but I have a couple questions about it. Right. Like write out questions beforehand, and if you if you yes. have to get if you get to them, good. If if not, conversation flows and it takes right. you a different direction. But exactly. at least you have a couple questions. Like, yes. hey, you know what? I was on the MSI website. I, I saw Rob, or I saw Rob in this news article. Like, you know, ask yep. him about that. Like, show interest in. Mm-hmm. Maybe some things you've read and show yep. that you did spend some time preparing to come in and yep. right? read read the person's bio, know where <laughs> they've been, ask their story. Even right. when you come in, like ask, hey Rob, how did you right. get here? What's your experience? Exactly. What do you think I need to do to get to where you are? Because believe it or not, one of us was probably in their shoes not too long ago. Yeah, you know? yeah, we were at the same point. Whether it was in school, one year out, just graduated, lost, you know three years into the field and still think you know what you're doing when you really don't know what you're doing. So, um, you know, I think just always be learning from good people, smart people, and continue to learn as much as you can. Well, and to that point, guys, like if you reach out to someone and they're just totally not willing to have you on to come observe, like accept that and just move on and find some. There's plenty of solid quality professionals that um, we'll give you the time of day and let you come in and observe. Um, don't always take it personally. Um, one, if they don't let you come out, or two, if it takes them a month to respond to your email or however you reached out because um, a lot of people in this field are, are busy, so sometimes it just takes a little bit of time for them to reach back out, and don't get discouraged by that either. Cool. All right, guys, so that's our episode of Training Room Talk this week. Again, if you like what we're putting out, please share um, with some of your friends, family, colleagues. Um, We'd like to continue to spread the word. Also, if you have um, any topics that you'd like us to address, reach out. Um, You can email me at jherting, H-E-R-T-I-N-G, at thetrainingroompt.com, and we can hopefully um, answer some of the questions that you guys may have. But thanks again for listening. Until next time. (music) 